Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Offense, the Daily Bruins' official opinion podcast. My name is Keshav Tadmeti. I am the Daily Bruins' opinion editor. And with me is assistant opinion editor Abhishek Shetty. Do you want to say hi to these people? Hello, people. And uh, also with us is a nice phone sitting on this desk. Do you want to introduce yourself, phone? No, he's not really that talkative. Um, actually, uh, Jacqueline Alvarez, or Jackie, our other opinion editor, assistant opinion editor, unfortunately isn't here right now. So we're gonna have, you're gonna have to make do with the two of us. But, nonetheless, we have a very, very scintillating show for you today. And it's gonna start with a talk about grades. Um, no, I'm not talking about, like, our grades, like students' grades, because midterms haven't even started yet. And I don't want to open up that can of worms because then you're just gonna, the collective just, excitement is just going to dampen quite quickly. But we're going to talk about the University of California student leaders attempt to put report cards for our regents. I know, sounds interesting. Didn't these people graduate from college like the regents and then now they can report cards even after they graduate from college? Well, what's basically happening is the UC Student Association, or what's called UCSA, said it wants to release um, what's what are called UC regent report cards. And annually, they want to evaluate how often, like, UC regents visit campuses, interface with students, and basically, you know, interact with students. UCSA President Judith Gutierrez said she thinks the regents are out of touch with students and that they've sort of failed to enact policies that are relevant to students and help students. Um, and she, she pointed to, quote, lead, keeping tuition low and also passing what she calls strong sexual health measures, which I'm guessing to mean are sexual assault protections. I'm going to guess that she wasn't talking that the regions haven't passed enough free condom measures on campuses. Right. And anyways, uh, Gutierrez was joined by some other student representatives, such as student regent Paul Monge, who said he thinks regents should spend more time with students because, you know, their policies that they enact impact students' lives. Some other student regents, such as De- Devon Graves, who's the student regent designate, said um, he sort of, uh, he, he believes that this report card policy will help keep you know, the regions accountable, make them incentivized to come to campuses and talk to students, which regions don't do a whole lot of because they usually tend to be in Sacramento, or if they have regions meetings, like nobody knows about them until like the day of or the day afterwards. So yeah, it looks like the regions are going to get report cards and get grades. I wonder if they'll start getting GPAs now because of this. So Abhishek, what do you think about this? Well, I think, well, let's go with what the regions are. They're essentially a corporate board. They're they're not elected. They're basically selected by the governor for like specific uh, years. And then there's pretty much nothing they can do to get removed, as in the case of Pat is. So yeah, they're going to be there and can't really hold them accountable because their, their, their interests are focused on the UC. And usually that doesn't mean exclusively students. Students are just a part of the UC. You have faculty. You have people who donate to the UC, like David Geffen. He's a stakeholder to the university as well, just like students. You have California taxpayers. You have California legislators as a stakeholders to the university. So basically, the region's job is to keep all of these people happy. And yeah, it's not just students that they have to focus on. Right. So there, there are two big points that Abhishek brings up, which is one, that it's, the regents are appointed through 
the governor of the state of California, and they have long, long terms. These are like twenty plus. I want to say twenty six or so. That's that's if they get reappointed. If I, I if I'm not mistaken. Right. So they have they have long terms, and I think the governor who appoints them has an interest in keeping them there because, of course, the governor appointed them, right? And Abhishek brought up the example of Norman Pattis. Um, this guy is an interesting person. He's an exception on the regents, but nonetheless, he's worth pointing out. Pattis is. I, He's a work of art. Basically, he ran a, a podcast agency and he has multiple. He currently has like there. He's being sued for eight counts of allegation, including assault and retaliation. He once came up to a female employee who was recording an advertisement for a bra and he asked if he could touch her breasts. He quoting him. He said his hands were like memory foam, justifying his reason for touching her breasts. Right. So clearly, like there are some interesting people on the board. And the fact that this guy is still here, despite two years of people criticizing him, be that newspapers, legislators, students, obviously, of course, like shows that the reasons have a bit of immunity. And they're sort of like, I don't want to say above the fray, but they're above the fray. So another thing one of the, that Manjay said he wanted was for regents to visit campuses and interact with students. Now, let's go back to the board of directors like the, for a company. If that's what, what regents are like, then... We're basically telling regents to interact with consumers. I mean, I guess board of directors can interact with consumers, but they they don't really have a good enough reason to. So basically what you're telling me is the M&M CEO probably eats his M&Ms with M&M fanatics then, I'm guessing, right? I don't think so. Oh, well, why are we doing these report cards then? Okay, sarcasm aside, some, some of the things that are going on with that UCLA, UCSA said it's doing is it's coordinating what each of the various UC campuses, external vice presidents who are part of the undergraduate student association councils or their undergraduate student governments. These um, EVP members help coordinate boots on the ground and get these report cards working and get students in line and on in support of the this report card measure. Well, going back to the fact that he wants people to meet the regents to meet people on campuses, there was already something like that in the state auditor's recommendations. So last year, sorry, earlier this year, when the state auditor said UCOP wasn't being transparent enough, they said that the regents should have a public meeting that includes university stakeholders. I think that means David Geffen. Could be students. I don't know. Including campuses and students and to discuss the purpose of the system-wide and presidential initiative in light of the not-so-transparent funding stuff. So yeah, they're, and this thing is pending, so eventually regents are going to have a public meeting at with students. Though it's not going to be like how student region wants it. It's going to be maybe one meeting, I guess. I guess so. I mean, so to add a bit of context, um, I can understand the basis for this report card thing. So UCSA says the regents are enacting policies that are centered on students. And without talking to students, without interfacing with them, they're doing a disservice to students. And really, like, it doesn't help them, right? And at least from what the student representatives who are vouching for this 
seem to be thinking it's a good idea, right? So Devon Graves said he's he's floated this idea with some of his friends, the people he knows, and he said he's getting a good good reception and stuff. But I think to sort of put that into perspective, if I went on Bruin Walk and started shouting down Gene Block or somebody, I mean, maybe not Gene, because Gene's, Gene's revered at UCLA. But let's say I start sh- shouting down some no-name administrator in Murphy Hall. Sorry to said no-name administrator at Murphy Hall. I'm pretty sure you might get kicked out of Murphy Hall immediately. Right. So that's why I'm doing this on Bruin Walk. But continuing with this thought experiment, I run on Bruin Walk and I start shouting down some no-name administrator, like, students are going to come rallying behind me, and before I know it, I'll be elected for something. You could be USAC president. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Daily Bruin people can't exactly run for USAC. But, conflict of interest aside, that's the point. The, the administration will always seem like the big bad wolf in situations. But I have to point out that what Graves says is, students don't, he says students don't know much about the regents, so... Regents should come over here. And I'm like, if students don't know about the regents, how will they know that the regents are here at the campus? Like, really? Well, I think the usual indication that the regents are here is there are a ton of protests on campus. One thing to point out is the regents used to do, like, their camp, their regents meetings all around the various UC campuses until the infamous tuition hike in like 2014 i want to say 2014 2012 happened that jacked up tuition by like a thousand dollars or so and then people started protesting at these things the regents chickened out well there was a meeting like right before the tuition hike or maybe during the tuition hike that happened last year that was at ucla and there was pretty much no protest here at ucla ucla never changed well i think our entire conversation about this raises the question Will this report card be effective? In other words, what I'm asking is, if you start handing out grades to a bunch of old lawyers and businessmen who sit in Sacramento and have probably never seen, like, 2,000 students in one room at a time, like, what's going to happen? I don't think they're going to ever know. It's like, if a region gets a grade, will he ever know? I wonder how parent-teacher conferences would work out. This is really weird. (laughs) That would be very weird. I uh, Let's retract that statement about parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> Wait, who's the parent here? Who's the teacher? Wow, this is major role reversal. Now that I think about it, students are giving grades to administrators, as opposed to an administration giving grades to students. I'm going to assume that since Jerry Brown appoints the regents, he's the parent. Let's not bring up Jerry Brown the situation since the state and the UC tend to have a bit of an antagonistic relationship. But this all harkens back to what Abhishek was saying, which is that the regions serve, um, they don't, like, as much as students would like to think, there is the argument that the regions don't always serve students, right? The regions have to serve stakeholders like California taxpayers, people who foot the bill, right? Tuition is only one chunk of the pie. And, Wow, so many, so many metaphors and imagery in this, in this podcast. But before I digress, I might as well get to my point. The thing is, giving report cards, I don't think, personally, I don't think it'll incentivize the regions as much as it'll just like appease students who basically want to perpetuate the I hate regions, let's shout at the sky kind of uh, emotion, which personally I do kind of share in. Um, and I can really understand the motivation for it, but I, can't really see it as much of shaking your fist at the moon. Well, there's like the small chance regions see their grades and they're like, oh, I got a bad grade from the students. Maybe I should do something. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I guess that makes me think that like, unless you start giving regents like really, really, really bad grades, they won't care. And I think students will naturally give really, really bad grades, right? I mean, haven't we already given Pat as an F and I don't think really anything has happened. Yeah, well, 
Good point. I think overall, I think we should give this Regents report card idea a D plus, really. I'm not really sure what it's going to do. Well, let's hope the people behind this idea are North Campus majors then. Else they'd be failing, and that wouldn't be good. Well, I think that's a wrap for this section. We'll be back with something totally different in a bit. Kids, is UCLA memes for sick af tweens getting too stale for you? Too normie for you? Well, I have just the thing you need, and it's UCLA Housing's Twitter feed. Right, so there's some really interesting things going on on the UCLA Housing Twitter feed. And uh, yesterday, or two days ago, so we're recording this podcast on October 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. But on October 11th, at around like 5.39 p.m., UCLA Housing tweeted something very, very interesting. Now let's try to describe the image at hand. It was an image of a skull with three sutures supposed to represent teeth and then two sutures supposed to be a nose and there's a hand coming out of the skull with three fingers and then it's holding something in the shape of a... What is it really? It looks like a yellow spike. I don't know. It's like a T. And then next to the T is Doobie Doobie. I feel like it might be some kind of sound instrument. Is it a trumpet? Potentially. Actually, so UCLA Housing didn't create this image itself. Rather, this image is that something that it was tweeting about. But now if you look on the UCLA Housing page, that image has magically and mysteriously disappeared. They deleted the tweet. Right. So this got us thinking, you know. This means that they can't stand by their dank memes. And... To follow up on that, UCLA Housing seems to have a lot of dank memes and dank tweets. So after this WWE incident, I'll be shaking myself, filtered with some of some really interesting tweets that we found. It was not the best use of our time, but it was a use of our time. I think it was a great use of my time. So the next in the edgy tweetness business is a tweet where UCLA Housing said, FML, nope, live it. And it has a graphic or an illustration of Royce Hall as a sort of like cassette. And it says, be reasonably, be, I, it's some obscure cursive. Don't try. Right. I feel like I'm embarrassing myself doing this. And, you know, somebody responded to this tweet by saying, you know, nope, nope. If you're feeling FML, go to CAPS. Come on, UCLA housing. I thought we were better than being dismissive of mental health. So after this FML business, we found some really, really dank memes that UCLA Housing was was passing along. Please do not say dank like that. Okay, I apologize. Okay, so if you were really deep into the internet during the summer, there was this monkey haircut meme where people would take this bottom half of two hands giving a haircut to a monkey and they photoshopped that image onto the arms of someone else. So basically UCLA Housing retweeted out memes of that monkey haircut being done by Josh Rosen and then by Gene Block. Right, and there, there's an interesting, interesting refrain in UCLA's housing tweets where they like to repost memes from the meme page but in a memeier fashion. To, to to phrase it without using the D word that I can't say anymore. Yes. And then there's this retweet they made of Gene Block on Mount Rushmore along with three other dogs. 
I mean, three dogs. Not, didn't mean to insult Gene Rock like that. And, and here's, here's the kicker. Um, UCLA housing in, in celebration of move-in weekend tweeted, only thing wilder than move-in weekend is the fact that Kylie Jenner has been pregnant since like Coachella and she didn't even tell us question mark, question mark, question mark. I'd like to point out that this point that we do not have absolute confirmation that Kylie Jenner is pregnant. And I find it weird that you say housing thinks it's been confirmed. Like, are you even reading the internet? So are you telling me that Eastley Housing is peddling conspiracy theories? Maybe. Wow. Okay, in all honesty, UCLA Housing's Twitter feed is probably controlled by some unassuming students who are trying to have fun, but... I just want to know, are the students getting paid off of my fees? Good point. Because if they are getting paid off my fees, they gotta come up with danker stuff. It needs to be worth my money, because I'm paying way too much to them. So this is a plea to UCLA Housing. Um, keep up the dank stuff, but let's let's up the quality a bit, please. You know, entertain students if you're going to entertain students. Don't go half-baked and have, like, some official ones and some non-official ones, please. Just stick to all of them in Kylie Jenner meme form. Like, if you're going to announce tech fair, tie it into Kylie Jenner somehow. I don't know. That's actually a pretty compelling idea, I suppose. I think people will probably pay attention then. Because right now they have something like 2,000 followers and they can do better. Yes, UCLA, you can do better. And I guess Kylie Jenner is the way to do that. Okay, folks, that's a wrap for this week. We'll see you around next week in our next No Offense podcast.